I'm Luke DeLay from Marcel's Custom Metal, and we're doing the Hot Rods by Boyd podcast. Recording from our headquarters in Old Town Orange, welcome to the Hot Rods by Boyd podcast. And we are back here at the headquarters, Hot Rods by Boyd, City of Orange. I'm here with Chris Kyington, the host. What's up, bud? What's up, dude? How we doing, man? Good, real good. Well, we got a great in a studio guest today, uh, Mr. Luke DeLay. From Marcel's Custom, what is it? Uh, Marcel's Custom Metal. Well, welcome to the show, buddy. Thanks for coming down. You bet. It's going to be yeah. fun. Thank you, Luke. Thanks for coming down, man. Been wanting to do this for a while, right? Yeah, just getting our schedules together. You know, uh, that's, that's the hardest part about this podcast because everybody I have on, we're all working. Folk yep, work gets in the way of everything. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but I'm glad we, uh, I think last time we talked, you we were going to the Roadster show. Right, you're getting. Are you getting ready? For yeah, it. that had a. Because you had an open house. Had an right? open house, yeah, yeah and we Thursday. were trying to get together then, and that uh, it was always fun having the open houses. You know, we do it, do it in uh, January. You know, for the roaster show, and then we do it for the Father's Day show. So it's definitely a good week for people uh, from out of town to come in. I yeah. mean, you you pretty much can be busy every day that week leading up to the show. Yeah, we, we always it used to be that way, and we've been like pushing for let's have an open house. This way, it kind of narrows it down to one day, yeah. Versus people coming in all week long, right? That that could be the yeah. No, that's good because the show itself. I don't know. Did you go to the show this year? I did not. Yeah, I did not either. I had too much going on, but show's kind of fallen off in the last few years, in my opinion. But I think like when we talk about these open houses and and all that. Still a reason to come out. You know? Oh heck yeah! Uh, I, mean, I, I mean, and I talked to some guys at the show, and they said it was awesome. They said yeah, it was, that's good. It's been it's I, a I heard lot it's better. Maybe a little better than than the last two or three years. I heard that too. Yeah, yeah. but it can be so hot out there. It can be. That's usually the <laughs> main reason not to go. But uh, yeah, I know it's. It was growing up. The the Roadster show was that there was no question about what we were doing every year, right? Yeah, same thing. Me and me and Dad, we'd run out there every year. Hotter, you know. Usually it's 110 degrees out there, but Right. Still made it. Yeah, but there's just so much to do now um, on the that weekend, right? You're not I mean, kidding. Hot rod wise, I yeah, mean, Every, and all the open houses and all the different shops yeah. have you know the get-togethers and. Yeah, they, we went to the Brea Car Show a couple of years ago, um, and that was good. That was good. That was like really my first time like saying, okay, I'm not going to go to the Roadster Show. Let's go hang out at a different car show. Right, and that was cool. That's a cool little spot there, you know. But let's. Uh, I need to. Uh, I want to learn more because I know that all you know. I, I don't know how you you and your your dad got to meet my dad, right? So yeah, I, I got to think way back because this is because were you guys always in Corona? Uh, no, we started out in Anaheim. In Anaheim. In Anaheim, and then in in the early nineties, we moved out to Corona. Okay. But uh, we started in like seventy five. That wow. was in Anaheim, and then uh, we mainly started out doing. Uh, collision repair you know the ferraris and stuff you couldn't get parts for dad would just make parts you know oh, okay. and then then after all the all that started happening then we started doing more restoration type work for the Dusenbergs and packards and the cadillac v16s and this and that and the hot rod stuff wasn't that popular at the time or people you know an hour of time is an hour of time whether you're working on a half a million dollar car or a 500 dollars car right yeah and the hot rod guys weren't spending the money on fixing up their their cars in the you know mid i guess 70s is when we got going and it was uh it was your dad was the first guy that we actually did a hot rod for you know and and it was uh it was through him that you know i think he just upped the ante and people were willing to spend money on a 
to make a car as bitchin' as you can. And the idea isn't to build a car to make money on it. It's to build a car that you love. Yeah. You know, and... Yeah, and that, which car was that? Was that, was that... Oh, man. I, was that in the mid-90s? Was that the Boydster 1? No, no. We, we did stuff for your dad way, way before that, I, I think. Because I know you guys were doing a different parts and for my dad, but yeah. his first complete car, which the one was The first complete car was, was the Boydster. Yeah. Okay. Was, uh, and that was probably early 90s, I think. Yeah, I mean, it won AMBR in 96... So that would have been started ninety four, maybe. Probably, yeah, three right? or four. I think we started it. And I have some cool pictures that I'll be sharing um, over the next few weeks of of that. And some of that stuff made it to Hot Rod Magazine, right? Yeah, we have that. Uh, but there's also some outtakes and stuff that we have. Right, that I'll, I'll show. I, I yeah. want to say we started doing stuff for your dad, maybe as early as what was it? The Jamie Musselman years. Yeah, that's in, in the in the early mid eighties. Yeah. Okay, and that's probably about when we met, met your okay. dad. So, it, so your dad's background, he, he came from Belgium? Yeah, we all came from Belgium. You, you were born in Belgium? Yeah, me and my brother too, yeah. Oh, right on. So I, I, I like that country. Moved out here, gosh, I was three, I guess, when we moved yeah. to California. That's cool. I, I read about your, your dad, how he got started. Uh, at 14, during the war, he was like put in metal shops to work, and because they were taking all the good metal shop workers he pretty much had to learn the trade on the fly right he was just an apprentice you know going to work yeah but all the uh you know with all the bombs dropping from both the germans and the u.s then uh you know most of the guys fleed the country and it was dad thought it was an opportunity to learn how to do stuff and he goes i learned more in six months than i'd learned in six years you know because you had to do it yeah so that's cool so you came over when you were three years old that's right on. Yeah. yeah. I've been to Belgium. Besides England, that's probably the next country I've been to the most in Europe. And No kidding. Yeah. yeah. I went, we went with Dwayne, uh, me and my wife, and Dwayne went and did an appearance at a car show there in Belgium. Oh, right on. Super nice people. Yeah. yeah I, I haven't been back. Gosh, we used to go about every every other year. We'd visit family out there, and probably 75 was the last time I've been. Oh, really? You know, and, it's been a while. And then, course when i think of vacation i think of palm trees yeah right i know i've been wanting to go back to europe but i I feel the same way if i can get away from here from a week i want to go just kind of lay out exactly in in a tropical environment i'm thinking about hawaii but yeah no right on um so that when did you start working did you start at a young age then working yeah that temporary job you get when you're 15 you know so did you grow up in anaheim yes okay not far from disneyland right and where'd you go to school uh, Loera High School. Oh, Loera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right on. So, yeah, Dad and uh, <clears throat> Dad asked me and my brother if we wanted to start, you know, help him out, you know, and start our own own gig. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't know anything but pushing a broom around, you know. And I said, well, sure, I need something to do, right? And and uh, the professional motorcycle stuff didn't work out for me so well. So You're doing a – were a, you a race of motorcycles? I was at the time, yeah. Oh, right yeah, on. So, it, but, uh, you know, started working with Dad and – what is it? 40, 44 years later, I'm still doing the same thing. So, wow. well, it's cool. the, it's uh, it's the best way to, to learn uh, learn the trade, right? Yeah, you just, just learn by doing. Have a master teach you and just jump right in. Yeah, I mean that's how I learn what I'm doing. I, you know? I was I was lucky. Um, you know, my my brother's eight years older, and, and we all started together. And he could weld, he could fabricate, he could do some of this stuff, and I, I couldn't do anything. I didn't know how to weld. I didn't know how to do anything at the time, and I always got to help my dad. And my brother did what he could do. Well, he never really got, you know, I got to learn how to shape from helping dad all the time where Mark kind of just did the, I call it fabricating, Yeah. you know, and 
So I was really lucky that I didn't know anything. Otherwise, I'd probably just be a fabricator, you know, and, and now I get to do shaping and, and do the whole thing. Right on. And are you just a one-man operation now? One-man shop, yeah. Yeah, I lost my dad last year yeah. uh, in May, and then it's just been me. And as a helper, my, my wife helps me whenever I need another pair of hands. Yeah, because so. I bet some of those panels need well, they just get so big, you just can't handle them by yourself in a wheel or even to start welding parts together. They get so big, you need someone to, another pair of hands to yeah. give you a hand. Well, you got a cool little setup over there. Yeah, it's right? a dream come true, that's for sure. No, nah, it's a really a bitching setup. And I like uh, the, the shops more to the front, right? And your house is to the yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. It's pretty neat. Yeah, definitely. If anybody, you guys, uh, next year, you're going to have an open house next year? You bet. We'll do it. Yeah, you know, you we'll do it in January. And, and Come on out and check it. check out your shop. Yeah. That, so, what was the la- the last car then that that be, that you worked on with your dad before he passed away? Was the last the- car that me and dad did together, it was a uh, a car for Rick Door, and um, it was a coupe project. And it's it's a lot like the the French Connection, yeah, but a coupe version. Yeah, because um, you talking about the Black Pearl or no? The, that was earlier. That was probably four cars earlier. Okay. It's a it's a similar style car. Yes. Yeah, because um, well, yeah, we can get to that. But let's let's rewind back to because so you started doing the Boydster was really the first full car, and that kind of would you say jumped you into the hot rod full build hot well, rod bodies. Probably earlier. I mean, we, your dad was always bringing us stuff, and and a lot of the cars had the same changes. You know, they wanted the you know get rid of the door hinges, fill the top, chop the top. You know, they all need a new floor. They got cancer at the bottom. You yeah. know, quarter of the car. You know. Uh, all the same changes are on all these cars. And we kept telling your dad, or my dad kept telling your dad, let's just build one from scratch. And I don't think at the time your dad got the concept that it'd be cheaper to build it from scratch than it would to fix and change all the things that you're trying to, to do to these cars. And uh, we ended up doing a car for Frank Curry okay. from Curry Enterprises. Yeah. And he brought us a, just a pristine 32 roadster and he wanted a couple things done to it and my dad goes this car's too nice to cut up you know we'll use it as a model and we'll make you a new one and we did and and we did it for a really inexpensive price just to show we could do it and that's your dad said you know what we can do that you know nice. so and that and from that then the uh his his first gig was the boydster yep. is what he wanted to do and so that was uh the first one we did then we did a. Uh, a high boy version of a 34 which was ron crafts 34 yes. which is the pictures that we have here yes which i'll, I'll yes. put up so people can see and, and that was you know through your and, dad and that was also too i think you know um when he had chip on full time then chip was classically trained at art center you know and doing full-scale drawings on right. the wall right right or in clay models well to step back just a little bit um when chip first started with your dad he did kind of a 37. That was the first project Chip did with your dad. And it was a, uh, what's he called that one? It had that rear engine, Cadillac engine in it, a Roadstar? Uh, Roadstar, yeah. Is that what it's called? Well, you, you know what? We still have the buck to that. And that car I thought was amazing. And I, th- I think it was ahead of its time. And it didn't go over as, as good as we all thought it would go over. Yeah. And then after that, 
we did uh, that Lexus project, and I forget the name of that car. Sports Star. Sports Star. Yeah, both of those ended up for sale over here uh, not, within the last three or four no years. No kidding. Yeah, um, over, I want to say Corvette Mike or well, West Coast Corvette ended up. Well, with I thought something. both of those cars were stunning. And I, I think it was too new, too advanced for the hot rod guys back in, in those days. And, uh, you know, everybody's kind of scratching their head. is like, man, why aren't these a bigger hit than what they are? Yeah. And my dad told Chip one day, he says, <clears throat> hot rod guys, if it ain't a 32 or a 34, they can't recognize the car. That was kind of his way. I of, agree. Yeah. And, and Chip, you know, at lunch just drew out the, drew the Boydster. And then we did, and that, that seemed to change the whole industry when we, when we did that with your dad, that was yeah. that car that was just changed everything you know and well because you know uh previously uh years before there was um and i i think walt baines has the car now it was the aluminum body that craig naff worked on the 32 yes but there were things about that car my dad didn't like and you know like had the little like hump in the back uh, behind the seats right and, and there's just certain things he just I, I mean that was probably the only car that he was ever vocal about that i remember where he was just like yeah like uh, I'm, I, I, there's just things going on that right. he, did, he didn't like about it. So I think when, you know, came the Boydster, because they have similar looks to them. Uh, well, I, I could, I mean, the, the metal work on that car was phenomenal, but the overall design missed yeah. it by just a little bit. Just, right, yeah. You know, and then when the Boydster came about, the design was just, I mean, that's the way a 32 should have been built. Yeah. You know, as a, a 90s version of a 32. Yeah, definitely, and and you know, um, you know, uh, this is going back three years ago. We had that fiberglass Boyster one that we worked on with uh, my buddy Vince, who painted out in Colorado, and that was one of the bigger compliments. Your dad came up with you, right? Right? And he's like, "Is this the original one?" And I was like, "No, it isn't. It's a fiberglass right. one." But uh, definitely, I mean, uh, just the styling of that timeless. It was, you know? yeah. That, that changed the hot rod industry, I think. Yeah, because then you did the Boydster two. Yes, it was a full fendered version. Full fendered version of the of the Boydster one, um, and you actually did two. I think you did. Was there two or three of those metal bodies? I think. I think of the Boydster. I think three, and I think three. possibly a fourth. Yeah, Gil Losey ended up with one of them. Um, yes. Bobby Alloway. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. He, he won the uh, America's Most Beautiful Roadster yep. Award with it. Yep. Yeah. No, the Boydsters. Definitely, um, and that that thirty four. I've I've totally forgot about that thirty four. The one, the one they the Ron Craft, Ron Craft one. Yeah, and then the one after that was the one they call Impact. Yep. And you know that car was, we were building that car for your dad. Yeah, that would have been the Boyster three. Yes. What what ended up being yeah. It, yeah, it would have been a, the Boyster. It three, would have been yeah. Boyster three. Yeah. But that car, you know, we did that for Chip and your dad, and we were three quarters of the way through with that before things kind of fell apart at that time. Yeah. But uh, that ended up going to Barry White's. Barry White. And then know, and uh, he, he found a guy to, to finish it. So. Yeah. I think, I think Keith Russell might've painted that. I think he did. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. During that time. Yeah. So then even some of these, even though they weren't a couple like the, like then when Chip won AMBR with the, with the, the Boydster uh, two repainted, right. it, put the top yep. on it and change yep. interior. Um, no, definitely all cool, cool cars. Some of my favorite. The Boydster one is probably one of my favorites. Right. You know, that's why when we had the opportunity to work with uh, my buddy Vince on that uh, that fiberglass one that we found, it was it was cool because I've I'd, 
I've always wanted a Boyster one right. to, to, to do. I mean, it, even today, if you know, I, I think about I should build a thirty-two or something, and that's what comes to mind. Yeah, I mean, right. That's that's a thirty-two. Yeah, I, I, I'm throwing some ideas around because um, there was also other things that never got built that were drawn up, like Boyster Woody. Right. 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 Um, you know, so one day. That's what makes it fun, you know. There's, it's, <laughs> you know, whatever you can dream up, it's possible to do it. Yeah. You know so, you started so going through the '90s. Then, then what happened when my dad was rebuilding the business? That was right in the middle of uh, Led Zephyr. Yes. So Led Zephyr, I remember. Uh, so, my dad was starting that I think for Ron Craft. Yes. Right. Yep. And then when the business went sideways i remember and i might have been before that or maybe maybe it was after that i, I remember and, and i think ron Crafts passed away i, I didn't I, know i think he might have it could be wrong i apologize if i'm wrong on this one but i remember when i started the business back up in 2011 i got a call from ron and he just called to see what was going on and you know i think he had a question about something but he was telling me that he goes you know what uh the biggest mistake he made was he one time if he was at your shop and they were going over the Led Zephyr, and Chip walked in. And there, there was a little bit a period of time where there was some bad blood right. there between my dad and Chip. And he goes, I messed up. He goes, because he asked Chip, hey, Chip, let me ask you, what would you do? And Chip gave his two cents, right? And then Ron went back to my dad and said, you know, I talked to Chip, and Chip said, and, and my dad just just blew a gasket i'll bet yeah blew, and he said he got a call the next day and he goes you know what ron i want my from my dad my dad called ron and said i want to buy the car back from you i didn't know that's how that went yeah and and he, my dad was like i don't have the money right now but I, I need to buy the car back from you and i need to finish it oh, i had no idea yeah and ron when i think at that point ron was like okay they worked out a deal and it was done, and then uh, you know, obviously, it ended up get, getting finished, and ended up at the uh, was it the Oakland Custom Show? Was that what they called I, it? I, I, you know, I don't know. It what was the, up in up up there. At the was it the Cal? I don't know. One of those shows. Uh, and yeah, he goes. That, that car was, was an amazing hit. Yeah, you know, and yeah. he just Ron just said. I think it was it was after the fact. Ron said after that car was done, I was like, I screwed up. I should have just. Should never have, even if I asked Chip, he should have just shut his mouth. Right. You know, should have never said anything. But, yeah, definitely that was one of the the, the, the cars that my dad, re, you know, my dad relaunched his. Sure. His well, you don't know how many times I get customers in and it'll, you know, their conversation will start with, you know, the Led Zephyr? I want something like that, but, <laughs> yeah. you know, and then, yeah. you know, make little changes here and there. But that's always like like the base of, of what some of these cars and yeah, you look at the black pearl. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's where I was going to get into is so the, the my dad uh, has you guys do the, what the, Hey, right. Right. So, which was a, what would you call it? Hot rod version of a, of a Delahaye. Right. I, I, I think your dad always knew that, that my dad wanted to build something like that. Well, it's it's his heritage, it's and his background, right? Because how when was your dad born? Twenty nine. Twenty nine. Yeah. So right and yeah. right as he's a kid, he's seeing these. Yeah, these are just thirties cars, the, the cool cars of its day. The you know, European the fr- the coaches, cars and, yeah. But uh, it seemed like your dad, he he had he had the idea, 
but he, he, he came to my dad and said, run with this. You know, he gave, he gave him a drawing, but that wasn't the blueprint. It was, this was like, just run with this. We're not really building your standard hot rod. We're building a French and you handle it. And he kind of gave my dad the reins on that to, and it, it came out bitching, you know, that car, that, that car was awesome. And that, that kind of got me interested in looking into some of those older cars. And I remember flipping through, I was on the internet and I, and I, I saw one of the full, uh, was it a Packard? Uh, it was full, uh, the full skirted, which, right. You know, the Fagoni Falacci style. And yeah. And it just looked like this thing was floating and I just, and it's some of the Bentleys and stuff. And I just said, dad, this is what you got to do next. He goes, I'm already one step ahead of you. And he, <laughs> then he rolls in like the next day and he already had, uh, he already had Eric working on the renderings. Okay. Yeah. And it was what ended up being the French connection. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And I was like, ah, yeah. He was like, yeah, he was definitely, he was more than one step ahead of me on that one. <laughs> yeah. No, I remember, uh, that was one of the, the first things we ever did with, uh, with Eric, you know, we kind of worked together with him on throwing ideas back and forth and, you know, he would design something for your dad under the way your dad wanted it. Yeah. And then we'd usually talk to him and say, that's going to be a little difficult for us to do here. Can you redesign like a, a door gap or where the hood opens or things like that, you know? And Yeah. No, Eric's great. Yeah, he's, a, he's awesome. And, you know, I mean, he's I've worked with many, many artists and designers over the years. And he's one guy that, you know, I don't you know, he's never programmed a wheel uh, and machined a wheel or, or or hand built a car but he's just got that knowledge of what can and can't be done right. how many times you get something somebody draws something you're like i, I can't yeah make that. we used to we used to get that a lot uh, right i mean <laughs> especially guys with wheel designs they send this crazy stuff and you're like dude i mean first of all we, we could probably get you close but how much how much money you got right, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know i mean anything can be done well, and that's just it. Some of the, you know, you can draw any line you want on how to open a door, but we got to keep it simple. You know, we're not General Motors, you know, yeah. designing the hinges and how you're going to open something. So we just little things that as a builder, you got to look at, you know, and well, like the, uh, that car, um, was for Rick door. The one that, the, what that, the, the pop-up back end, the boat was at the boat tail. The one that was at your shop. Uh, oh, the, la- the latest one, the, yeah, the latest one, the one that's red. I don't know. I don't know if I ever saw it painted, but I remember them actuating the the, the, the hatch on that right, thing. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah. The, I mean, on I that. He, I think he calls that the speed liner. Is that what that's called? Yeah. yeah. That's it's like a mid engine, and it's it's a take on the uh, the Tim special. Okay. The, the one that just burned in the fires. Yeah, yeah, last yeah. year, and it's kind of a '90s version of that. Okay. Know? And I think the plan was to to show them together when it first debuted, but the car burned. You know, the original burned. So. Yeah. But like just just figuring that, you know, just the engineering of figuring that just something as simple as oh, I just sure. want the back to tilt up and, and come down. Yeah, I, like, I always yeah, I, I always mean, tell these designers, you know, I'm only you know a quarter inch smarter than a piece of sheet metal, so keep <laughs> keep it simple, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you you, I mean, but then you've been doing it so long, you you can see those problems from a mile away. Sometimes, too, yes. Right. I mean, sometimes you're, obviously you get into you're it. You're always you, learning. Believe you me. get into new territory. You're like, okay, let's see how this works, but. So, um, what, what are you, you got, what are you working on right now? Cause you, you ran through, so, so the Rick door cars, right? After the French connection, my dad, last official car to come out of the shop, 
my dad passes away. Right. And kind of Rick Dorr was right there uh, and wanted to continue with those coach built uh, cars. Yeah, we we did that. Was it Black Pearl the first one? Black Pearl was the first car. Yeah. That we did for Rick. Yeah. And I, gosh, it must have been eight years ago or so. Yeah. And he kind of kept you busy with. And he's he's been he 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 kind of stepped in where your dad stepped out. Yeah. You know? And I mean for probably for close to 30 years. I don't know that we didn't have one of your dad's cars in our yeah. shop, you know, for he'd pick one up, bring another chassis down, pick one up, bring another chassis down. And it was, uh, it was just, it was a great run. That's for sure. Well, and that's one thing with my dad. He, he always sought out the talent, but he was also loyal to, yes. you know, uh, and we're actually going to have Dennis Rickliffs on the show oh, cool. uh, on Thursday. And there's one time in my life where I needed it was, it was a SEMA project. We had to get it done. And, and Dennis was busy, but I had to get the sink to SEMA, and I needed to pinstripe. And and Dennis kept going, I, I can't make it, you know, so I found somebody else. And then my dad's like, you're doing what? No, 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 no. I don't know what he told Dennis, but Dennis got down there. No and kidding. Pinstripe. Yeah, he's like, you're not using anybody else. No way. And I was like, yeah. You know, same with Gabe, right? Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, but, yeah, no, they're, they're definitely um, – Definitely, he, like I said, he kept the talent close. And, and there was a lot of people, too, that were came into the shop and then, you know, went on to do other great sure. things. You know, well, he, he started a, he there. A, we call it, uh, you know, our little phrase for it is Boyd University. Yeah. Right? Well, he had, a way, he had a way of putting all the talent together, you yeah. know, and making a making a team. And, and, then he, and he had a way of getting these cars done, you know, because, you know, yeah, it seemed like by the time we did our, our share of the project, It'd only be eight months to a year later, and the car's turnkey finished, you know, and it, there's still a lot to be done once the metal's there. Oh, so right. That, yeah. What projects are you working on now that you're, you can I've talk about? I've got a project I'm doing. It's, it's, it'll resemble like a late 50s, you know, 57, 89, the Ferrari Testarossa or the, the, the Maseratis or the okay. Scarab. Scarab. And it's not a copy of anything. It's just uh, when you first look at it from 100 yards away, hey, let's go look at that Ferrari. And when you get oh, okay. closer, you're going to go, no, that, that's a Maserati. No, it's, you know, and yeah. uh, I, I don't want to copy anything. I just want to kind of make it my own, but still be from that period. Yeah, and, and, and you, you touched on it earlier, what your dad said to you. Um, if it's, you know, if it's not a 32, like people don't recognize it, right? Right. You know, and... I think that there's there's a lot of like concept builders out there that, you know, are putting it out there. I mean, a lot of those guys get get shit on a lot because oh, it's it's very polarized. A lot of these yeah, cars are very yeah. polarizing, right? But it's like we need that stuff. We need. Well, you you gotta have you know like when your dad first did the 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 what the hay, you gotta have the guts to throw something like that in the mix of a bunch of thirty twos, thirty fours, and thirty sixes. You yeah. know what I mean, because that's all you see at the car shows. And but it, but look at look at what it started with that, and then the French Connection, and then all the Rick right. Door cars that you that right. you built. Right. That that kind of just, you know, I mean, yeah, the awesome cars. The last eight years, you know, Rick's always had a car in my shop, and we've done eight cars in eight years. Wow. So it's it's I mean, and that all started from the what the hey. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and you know, I mean. My dad always, and I try to do that too, like some of the wheel stuff. Sometimes you got to throw something out there. You've been thinking about it, throw out that. It, sometimes it, it, it sucks, or sometimes it's it, just it not the right time. Or, or like you talked about the road star and the sports star. I think if you brought little, that car back today, 
Yeah. I think that card would be a huge hit. Yeah, I there they definitely were concept cars. Yes. Right? They definitely were something that's like, well, we're gonna try something yep. new out there. You know, and then there's there's cars like the Vern Luce Coupe um that we had at the Roadster show a few years ago. They're and timeless. People come up and go, Hey, did you just finish this? No. Yeah. No, this car was built in eighty, eighty one. You know? And yeah. that's the that's probably the best compliment I think you you could be given. Sure. Is is because you know there's there's a lot of trends and and we're right in the middle of these trends like with the sport trucks coming back like the eighty eight ninety eight right. trucks and some of the paint schemes like you see my white and silver yep. truck yep. here that was painted that way in ninety two right but and you know what some of that stuff for some people is like oh god but then a lot of people who are into it going no that's cool oh I wanted one so bad yeah. couldn't yeah. afford one but I wanted one back right in the day, uh, that you know? was that when I was in high school uh, I, I was going into high school when those trucks hit high school man I remember wanting one of those so bad but it was a little bit out of my price range right. you know being 16 17 years old um but now now we can do it now we can do it now if you find them buy them up because there's a, a mil- millions of them out there but there's not too many in good shape but, right but they're coming back i mean because it's uh you know a lot of companies now are i mean like myself are making wheels for them um you know a lot of parts available for them and they're cool it's you know a little affordable hot rod deal right yeah I hope they do come back like full on because some of no, those they rides are, are they are pitching. coming back. I mean, um, you know, the C10s have been big for a while. Square bodies have been big, and now, you know, people everything's gonna become everything becomes a classic. Oh yeah, right. Well, um, I think the one of the times I remember I ran into you in in Vegas. Actually, I ran into your dad in Vegas. This is after my dad passed away, so it was at the Circle Bar at the Hard Rock. Okay, and I remember you, your dad walking by me, and at that point, I had hadn't really interacted with your dad too much, and so he kind of goes, "Oh, one second. One, I said, "Marcel," and he goes, one second. And I go, "Oh, he doesn't. Yeah, he's, he doesn't recognize right. who I am or whatever." And he went walking around the bar, and next thing you know, he, you guys were tapping me on the. He was trying to find you. Oh, yeah. And then uh, he found you, and you guys came back, and we talked for a while. But that's when he said, "You know, I miss." He goes, we miss our best customer. Yeah. Yeah. No, and it's, it's, uh, you know, and I go, yeah, I, I miss him too, you know, every day, you know. Yeah, it's tough. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, you, you work side by side with him for many, many, yeah, for since your whole life. 40, 43 years, I guess, you know, wow, we work together. Right? And, and, uh, yeah. No, I mean, uh, every day, I, you know, even when we weren't working, uh, physically together when I was over at American Racing, he'd still be my first call on my way to work. And, uh, at, you know, whenever I got off work on my way home, sitting in traffic, right. it would be my call. And it was tough. It was tough for, for many years. Uh, you know, for the first couple of years, honestly, I, I'd get in my car and I'd go to drive home and I'd want to dial his number. Yep. And you're like, yeah. I know the feeling. You know, it's it's uh, being in that shop all by myself now. You know, you, you always bounce ideas off each other. And now there's no one to bounce ideas off of. Absolutely. And yeah. It's It makes it a little it's not as fun as it was. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, and not that his idea was always right or mine was always right, but you had different inputs when you're, when you're creating a project. You know? Yeah, no, uh, for sure. And, uh, and, and, you know, with, with the kind of work you guys do with the metal work, I mean, like you said, you need, sometimes you got to have two guys on, the, on that wheel there moving right. that panel. So right. it's like, you got to be a team and there's a, l- a little bit more interaction, you know? 
I've, um, I've done some panels with guys that you know really know what they're doing and that works out okay and i can do panels with guys that have never touched a piece of metal before and that usually works out okay <laughs> but most guys that are trying to learn and they want to come help and they want to learn yeah it, it it only one guy can lead when you're dancing yeah and it just it doesn't work out as good as as you might think you know they, just, they, okay yeah they, they want to help they, they want to help but they also want to be the one right doing the controlling right. yeah well i think that's part of learning is just like knowing your spot knowing that you're the student not the teacher right, right? right. well and, and i mean it's been working out with my wife you know because it i don't need help all day long i need help right now when i need it you know and it's like hey i need help for 20 minutes and then i go on to do something else and then yeah hey i need help for five more minutes you know and so it, and she doesn't know anything about metal shaping you know and she just hey hold it like this follow me here and she does it so it's been working out yeah that's good well when and what do you think as far as the industry goes as far as up and comers i mean are there i, I don't know are you hearing like because it seems to me that we don't push trade schools enough you know for right. kids coming out of high school there's a lot of kids that are interested in automotive stuff but they get pressure from the school uh society their parents they got to go to a college and I, go burn up a bunch of money and come out with a degree doing what so but i mean it I, seems like you're craft and your art is i don't want to sound cliche and say it's a dying art but well there's a reason for that though i mean there's just there's easier ways to make a living you know true you you have to really enjoy it you have to like what you're doing because you're not going to get rich you know shaping sheet metal and i've never seen more people than right now picking up the trade and and really building panels and just and i haven't met everybody but following on instagram and things like that and there's guys out there they're really good. I mean, there's a lot of guys out there that are doing a, a really, really good job. So it's 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 neat to see that. Well, and, and a lot of metalwork stuff, I mean, not just on the hot rod end. I mean, there's some I, – I always really appreciated some of the, the, the engineering and, like, tin work and stuff that went into the, some of the trophy trucks and off-road trucks. Right. The welding is phenomenal. These guys, they're building, you know, uh, spaceships that go, go across the land. Right, you know? right. Um, and I've known, I've known uh, a few uh, – few welders that have gone on to work for like spacex so you know they got their hand in hot rodding and or off-roading sure and kind of just worked their way up so you definitely can make a living if you're if you're a decent welder yeah i mean it, it's it's like any trade you know once you if nobody can take that away from you once you've learned a certain trade you know yeah. you can always make a living but there's just sometimes easier ways to like i say yeah. you, you either you go to work because you like something or you go to work for the money, you yeah. know, so. And if you can get both in one, you, you win. Then you're a winner. Yeah. <laughs> then you're a winner. Then you're a winner. Yeah, because, uh, you know, even with new vehicles now, it seems it's just, it's for, for, for the last few decades, it's just been throwaways. Uh, yeah. S- s- you know, salvage yeah. it. Yep. Right? It's done. Scrap it. It's go buy another one. That's right. It's a throwaway society. That's what it seems like, yeah. You know, I mean, you know, you used to try to do whatever you could to fix something and save it. Yeah, you nobody know, nobody fixes you, anything. Now you smash something up, just throw it away. Well, I fix wheels. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> because there's an example of somebody, you know, somebody's got an older set of billet wheels, and they have them on a car, and they love them, and it's maybe period correct, if you will, for whatever they got, and then it's they damage one. But 
somebody yeah. doesn't make the centers anymore, or they want eight hundred, nine hundred bucks. Some it's you know a lot of times it just people go oh well it's an older design and it should be easier for you to make. No, we have to reprogram it and all that. Exactly. So as long as the center's straight, we put in a new rim shelf, brand new set of wheels, out the door. That's good thinking, right? So yeah, any pretty much any two piece wheel. I don't care who made it. If they made it from the nineties all the way through, we can we can fix, fix it them up. Yeah. yeah. So, and there's a lot of two-piece wheels out there. And I mean, so many people, they probably damage a wheel and they just think, well, I got to get rid of it. You know, they don't realize there's people out there that can fix them. Yeah. I mean, I think with the mass, with, with the majority of, of aftermarket wheels sold in America being from China and being really cheap, you, you have that throwaway mentality. Right. Because when they discontinue a one-piece cast wheel, yeah, you're scrapping. It's the whole, done. You're scrapping the whole set. But there is, you know, I, I am uh, excited about how many people are still building high-end, a lot of high-end wheels in America. Right. You know, and we're, t- we're not talking cheap sets, four, five, six, seven thousand dollar sets of wheels. Sure. You know, and making them all here, so that's that's good. Got the markets there. You know. Good thing. I mean, good thing there's people out there that want this stuff because I mean, you, you think about, you know, especially the stuff I do. There's no reason to do it. It, no. it. It's not necessary. It's, it's all because, hobby. It's yeah, all it's, for fun. It's for either ego or, you know, it's your hobby or that's what you had when, like you were saying, the, the trucks from the 90s, you know, it's yeah. probably what you had when you were a teenager. Now you can afford to have a bitchin' one. Yeah, right. You know, and, no, it's it's definitely cool to watch it, watch it come around. Um, and, you know, the, the sport truck thing for me, that was also, you know, there was many things that, that kind of put my dad on the, the map, you know, and made him a legend. And, you know, the sport trucks really help uh, propel the wheel business. Sure. Right. I mean, it's nice to it's nice to pump out, you know, two or three or four hot rods a year. But they were pumping out two or three trucks every couple of weeks. Right. Right. right? And that, you know. That kind of uh, people, a lot of people, uh, oh, Boyd's, I mean, or, you know, Hot Rods by Boyd Trucks. I remember the trucks. Yeah. So, yeah, it's cool. It's cool to see that come back around. And there's a, there's people, uh, we've got a few projects like the, that white and silver trucks uh, almost finished. Uh, we're going to do a little refresh on my red one out there. Right. Uh, so, it's, it's exciting. What trends are you seeing now in hot rodding that you're excited about or, you know, because I, I noticed like the, the, with the, the Grand Nationals seem to be like a lot of the AMBR contenders, a lot of traditional hot rod stuff. That's what I was saying. I, I'd like to. I'd personally like to see it go. Have some people more, more like you talk about the sports star, the prototype stuff. Right. You know, well, like me too. More concept uh, stuff, that's, more futuristic. That's what I do. So I mean, maybe there's something inside <laughs> there a little bit, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it seems like the last couple of years it's been more traditional style hot rods. Yeah. And I'd like to see someone go out on a limb a little bit and make something. Hang it out there a little bit, and maybe it's a hit, maybe it's not. But at least throw it out there. Sure. You know, I think a lot of people have been real safe about it. Or, but you know, also too, there, there's who are those people? Because you know, you're spending a lot of money on these cars. Yes. Right. So, a lot of times people have it in their mind. Well, I want to be able to sell this thing or what. So you got to find the guy just to just just wants it. Just wants it and yeah. says, no, that's cool, and I'm going to have it forever or whatever. Not right. even th- have that in his brain, you know? Right. No, you, you can't. I don't think you can build one and make money on it. No. You know what I mean? If, if, no. if you're looking to to make money on it, just go out there and buy something done, you know, and right. you might be able to get your money back out of it, you know. But this this is out of, out of, out of love, you know what I mean? It's, it's something you it's inside you or it's not you know i mean you, you can't talk somebody into 
that's cool. You know, either think it is or it isn't. You yeah. Know? And, and you know, my dad was always uh, always funny when he he would have something that he was trying or or uh, you know, it, it, and he 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 want to get people's feedback but ultimately he didn't give a shit about people right like you know it was weird it was one of those things you know uh before bob bowder passed away he he had a story about when they're back in the shop and and my dad started to machine like valve covers you know and he's like bob my dad bob come here look at this and he's like what are you doing i'm I'm building uh machining valve covers and bob's like uh, yeah, I don't know, boy. Can't you just go buy these things? <laughs> and my dad, get out of here. Go. Right. Go back to work, you know? So, but, you know, I remember when he painted the Boyster 3 for the TV show, uh, Blue and Yellow. Right. And people were like, what are you doing? Right. And the guys at the shop were like, boy, what? Blue and Yellow. He's like, oh, shut up, you know? Just like, get out of here. And, you know, it, it was not everything was a hit. You got to roll the dice. You know, so you got to try new stuff all the time, you know. And that's one thing is is my dad kind of had a, a, a certain approach to a building. No matter what it was, he kept the same approach to that. Sure. And, you know, um, you know, I mean, like I said, sometimes the paint schemes didn't work. Sometimes they did, you know. Um, I got to say, there, there was only one Boyd Coddington. Yeah. You know, he... For sure, and that's that's why I would appreciate you know guys like you coming out here, taking your time to share your stories, because well, we're lucky enough to work with him for like I say, I bet I bet every bit of thirty years yeah. we had a, a project to his in our shop, you know, and that's yeah, it's 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 been, and you know what the cool thing is these these cars are still out there, so yes. the stories are going to be out there for a long time, you know, and if we can with our podcast we can kind of fill in the little little details, you know. I'll tell you what's funny is how you get kind of stereotyped is, you know, at, at a car show, people can walk by and go, hey, there's a Boyd car, you know. Yeah. And, and I think doing so many cars, you know, with, with Boyd over the years, people walk up and say, it looks like Marcel's metal work. Yeah. You know, because it's, it's that same thing. It, it, and it usually was a Boyd car. Yeah. You know? And, hey, that looks like, like something Marcel did, you know, for Boyd, you yeah. know, and. But it's just funny how stereotype that becomes and people, you know, they recognize right off the top, you know, that's, that's got to be one of theirs, you know. And Well, and, you know, it, it was the, the Boyd look. Yes. You know, which it you had know, it. started early on and it started with, you know. Um, that smooth. Guys like, like Tom Taylor working with my dad and yep. they're just defining what the Boyd look was. And, you know, I remember my dad just saying, look, he goes, you should be able to look at a car from back to front and nothing catches your eye right right you're not stopping on any one thing it should look like it was meant to be you know and that was the neatest thing about building them from scratch is all the changes that that were happening to these original cars you're still stuck with certain things you can't change you know and or something becomes a little out of proportion or and when if you give it a clean slate you don't have that yeah you, you make it exactly how you want to make it yeah, because I mean, you you touched on it earlier. It, like you would tell my dad, "Hey, look, it's it, it's it'd be probably cheaper, you know, or you know, to, to start from scratch." Right. And I think at that point, you know, you, you you know, maybe my dad, you know, like it was all of us were creatures of habit. We do something the same way, and we're used to doing that. way. Right. you get a you get a stock thirty two body, you cut the cancer out, yep. and then you start you start cutting it up from there, and then you come across someone like you and your dad, and it's like, oh wait. 
like we can do that yeah we could yeah we right. can do that and then you do it and then after that that's just the way you do everything you know yeah it's funny because uh we did a project it was a 36 ford this is maybe probably 10 years ago now and a guy brought a 36 in and he just he didn't want anything special he just wanted it fixed and this thing was like lace you could just see through the hole everywhere oh man there was nothing savable on this car yeah you just push on it and it just breaks and yeah. you know my dad said you know we'll build you a new one but i'm not i can't fix this and he goes well what would it take to build a new one and threw a number out there and the guy didn't seem to think it was all that expensive compared to how, yeah. you know what it would take to fix what he had and then so dad mentioned you know if we're going to build it new wouldn't this car look better if you know if the if the hood was longer or the top was chopped and you know because you can build it any way you want when you're starting from nothing and it's the same amount of work whether you're making it like stock or you're making it like a hot rod yeah and he's like well yeah that's you know let's do this this and this and and the, the car turned out to be a really big hit so it, i mean just a guy that never expected to build a hot rod of that magnitude he just wanted a 36 and it ended up with one of the probably nicest 36 out there at this point you know no that's awesome and you know i deal with it a similar stuff like um on the wheel side of things like people will come to me and they'll come to me and go hey look don't get offended but i really like this such and such as wheel right right and i go yeah no that's it's a good looking wheel sure well can you i don't want to buy from them can you make it from i'm gonna look i'm not gonna copy it for you right i'm not i'm not gonna do that you know but look if you're gonna in and it's it's kind of like different elements that you know they, they like from different wheels and i go look we're not copying it let's let's come up with something new sure like I'm not that person or me is not the first person to come up with a kidney bean design wheel right. or, or five spoke wheel. We're all doing this right. Or, or I, I've had, I've done wheels uh, for people that are actually have their own wheel companies right. and they go, Hey, uh, yeah, just some guy wants this guy's design. I'm going to copy it. I go, first of all, you don't want to be known as the guy that's going right. to copy it. And, and, and you're going to do all the programming. You're going to do everything. Why don't you do something that's along those lines? Make it your own, make it your own. It's the same amount of work, right? Same amount of work to go copy somebody's wheel, sure. Than to come up to make changes to it and come up with your own version of sure. the wheel. So, yeah, no, I mean, once you get that in people's head, but people might think, oh man, oh, start from scratch. That's got to be a lot of money. And you're like, no, you know, we're, we're gonna spend you know a hundred hours here to get you to a point where we right. can start building it back up. By that point, we could have already been halfway done exactly. with the other end of it. Yeah. Well, and. But that's, you know, but when you find those people and you can pitch them the right price and you can do that, then, like you said, in the end, you know, you just didn't fix the problems with another car. You created something original. Right. And that that's part of the, you know, what's so nice about, I think, my job anyways, is you get to create stuff. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I like working with my hands. I like creating, you know, and I'm I'm by no means a designer. But I, I like, I mean, I've had my share of Etzels, I guess, you know, but yeah. you work with all the best designers and then the best car builders. And at the end, you get an awesome product. Yeah. No, it's cool, right? It's satisfying. I mean, you, it's you, very. You, especially when you see it go from like a, a drawing to it's, it's rolling into a car show. Well, it's it, in the magazine. The, the early days of, you know, you know, shaving the door handles, putting hidden hinges in, which usually led to a new door skin, you know, chopping the top, filling a top doing all the things that we had to do and it wasn't that satisfying and when you start from nothing and build the whole thing like with the boydster it was very satisfying 
you know, it's just there's a difference. Yeah, and then when it wins EMBR, and then yeah. then you're part of this. Then then you watch all the copycats. Yes. Right. You watch everybody copy that, and then you, you know that sure. that's cool too. You know, um, I'm sure at times my dad didn't think it was too cool. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but it is. You know, imitation is the best form of flattery. That's right. right. I mean, that's um, right. You know, and and there are certain things that set trends, and that that kind of was was one of them. Yeah. You know. Remember your your dad in Oakland one year. He gave my dad a uh, a trendsetter award. Oh, right know, on. And it all came from the from the what the hay. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that was really neat. That's a cool. I wonder where that car is at now. I don't know. That yeah. was cool. I like the French Connection and the French Connection had a lot of sentimental value because it was one of the last cars. Yeah. Out of the shop and and just everything about it with the motor in it and all that. Um, that was unique. But the, the what the hay was. It was, it, it was the first one like that. Yeah. You know, it just. And it was. Just, ultimate you know ultimate hot rod it, you know you, you can you can take a car like that i think to pebble beach yeah and it's you know it is an original it's not a copy of anything you know and it is an original and yeah. it is a 30s inspired french car yeah. you know and so it, i mean it, it is like the old it's 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 a french car with attitude yeah is what it is have you been to the uh the peterson not in a long time, no. Not since they rebuilt it? No, not since. Yeah, you got to go. Yeah. It was cool. I went like uh, that first month after they reopened, what, three or four years ago. Really cool. Is it? Really cool stuff. They have a yeah, lot I'd like of the, to go. A lot of the French and European cars down the bottom floor. Really, We were really... at the uh, the Mullen Museum okay. a couple, three, four years ago. And that was, you had a lot of inspiration there, too. Yeah. Know, Where's the, that one at? That's... Uh, is it Simi Valley or is that the uh, uh, oh, hold on here. is it Peter Mullen? The Mullen? Mullen, but what about is it the not the Nethercut? The no, no, have not you been that. there? Thirty years ago, yeah. Really? Okay, yeah. I did some wheels for them uh, two or three years ago. I that was totally off my radar. Yeah, you know? yeah, and they have a full-on shop there where they're where they're working on cars. You all know, restoration, all stuff restoration there, yeah. stuff. Yeah, Pebble Beach stuff. Right. Really cool, really cool stuff. Well, like yeah. I said, I mean, that's all we used to do before the hot rods yeah. were those type of cars, you know, and they were, that's all we did, you know, for probably a good eight, 10 years is, you know, the V16 Cadillacs yeah. and the LeBaron bodied Packards and, but they were all quote original. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which you have to make it. There's not a lot of leeway. You gotta right, make it right. You, you no, no creative uh, license there. You right. Gotta, you got to make it exactly the way. Well, do you uh, you have any uh, projects yourself? You got any hot rods? Uh, this Ferrari project. Oh, is, that's for you. Is for myself. Oh, right yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So nice. Like I said, I I, I don't want to copy anything, but I want to. Yeah. It, it's inspired by the the late '50s sports car era. You know. Right on. Uh, when are you trying to get that done by? I got no schedule. Is it just, just like uh, the, yeah. the rest of all our personal projects, whenever yeah, you can I mean, work on it? It'd be awesome to have it done for uh, SEMA, but I'm not going to tell you what year. So, <laughs> <laughs> Right? Yeah, SEMA. Well, cause, yeah, I would say you get, better get moving on it because SEMA is coming up this year. Yeah, really, no, I, really I actually quick. just started on it. So oh, right it's, on. It's, uh, I got a long ways to go. Well, I need to come up uh, and check it out. Yeah, you, you got to come out. And yeah, well, we're going to open house for SEMA next year. 
for sure. For the well, the Ro- Roadster show in yeah. June. For the yeah. Roadster show. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll be there before then. We'll come up there. Cool. Yeah. Well, um, man, I really appreciate you coming out. This yeah, is, it's been fun. This is awesome. You know? Um, yeah, one of the OGs he, from uh, Yeah, Boy for University. sure. Really, I mean, <laughs> you know, th- there's there's a lot of people that, that need to get a lot of credit for just being a part of the Boyd Coddington equation and, and, and putting putting it all together the the 18 sure. and you guys are definitely at the top of the oh, list well, thanks. you and your Thank dad you. and for sure just at the top of the list um you know well it just it, it takes a team you know and for sure it's just uh i mean you, you look at i mean so many of the cars that that came out of boyd shop i mean we're proud to say hey we did the metal on that yeah you know and, and like so. i said this stuff is it's out there you know yeah. and um and you know, like with social media and stuff, we try to get all the right information out there. And like, we got a lot of cool pictures. Like, I'm I got a bunch of those scanned of the thirty-four. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I'll, I'll do. I'll so send you. That was some. the the wrong craft car. That was the wrong craft okay. car with the in inboard suspension in yeah. the front. Yeah. yeah. Totally cool car. Um, now, how do we? Are you do you active on social media? Kind of. Not you as need, much as I should. You be, need to be a little more because you got yeah. some cool stuff going on. Like we talked about earlier about pictures, taking right, pictures. And, right. You know. Yeah, maybe what I can do is I'll send you some of those pictures, and then that'd you be can, cool. You can give your take on it, sure, right? Because I mean, I know what the, the finished product ended up being, but you know, um, yeah, I can yeah. do that. Yeah, and like I haven't even gone through all of them, but there's tons. There's back when you guys were working on the Boyster One. Jeez, there's all kinds of uh, all kinds of. It's exciting. It's overwhelming all those pictures but it's really really cool i'm glad that guys like tony and and other people have have, uh, took them over the years and and shared what what i'd love to see someday and i mean i wish it could have happened before dad passed is uh is to see all the cars that we've had our hands on at a show you know and and even like with your dad to have get them all all the boyd cars together you know i know and we've talked about it and i know that like Good guys has tr- has tried to do that uh, on on smaller levels. It's it's t- it's like tough to get them it, all the there. logistics. It doesn't work out real well because cars are all over the country. They're but, all over the country, and uh, you know. But just, just I mean, how how cool would that be to see? I mean, for me to see that much metal work, you know, whether I mean we did a lot of of Boyd stuff, and then look at all the Kugel stuff we did, and then yeah, you know, even for Chip and for West Rydell and for. Um, Brizio and I mean just about every builder out there I think over the years we've had our our hands on the metal part of it you know yeah and have you have you um how many AMBRs have you guys been involved with have you kept track of that yes we have I think it's nine AMBRs no no yes yes nine AMBR winners and four Riddler winners wow yeah, yeah. That's impressive. So that was that's and cool. Again, it takes teamwork. I mean, just yeah. It's but not, I mean, you were part of those those teams, you know. And that's like like we talked about earlier, the Boydster two, uh, that Chip ended up winning AMBR with, right? Right. That's started at the shop, and sure. then ultimately, uh, you know, got repainted, top put on, and the interior done, and then it wins. But still, Boydster sure. two, still sure. hot rods by Boyd design car. And the impact it won. The impact. Was, impact. I mean, that, that was another that, uh, started at the shop, yep. and then ended up Barry White ended up finishing it. But you guys had your hands in that. Yep. So there's a lot out there. There's a lot of them, yeah. Yeah, and then it's definitely cool. Well, 
Luke, thank you, thank you very much. Uh, you bet. How, how do we find so? How do we find you on social media? It's under uh, Instagram. Would be uh, Marcel's Custom Metal. Okay. All right. Well, everybody, check it out, and uh, and we'll be posting some more pics uh, as I would launch this podcast. So by the time we launch this podcast, I'll have a bunch of those pictures. Cool. If you got any more that you want to want me to post or share, I'll see what I can know. dig up. Yeah. Well, right on. Thanks again for taking the time. You bet. To Thank come you, out guys. Here. Thank you. All right. Yeah, it's been awesome to have you in the studio. Uh, thanks again for joining us. From uh, Chris and I, this is Hot Rods by Boyd. We'll talk to you guys next time.